We need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So we need to be constantly renewing and refreshing our minds. Comfort zones are zones that are comfortable because we've lived there for a while. We, we know what's going to happen there. We know what the trigger is. We know just how it feels. It's nice and cushy. It's all warm and, you know, snuggly. It's leading us down a destructive path. And so I think surrendering that to God, asking him for help, and then within yourself, uh, rejecting that, that negative self-expectation. Welcome to the Hacker Podcast. My name is Greg Hackathorn. I hope you all are doing well. We are joined on the show today by my wonderful wife, Steph. This is her second time on the podcast. And if you want to hear her story, she actually shares that in episode 14. A lot of people have told me that that is their favorite episode. So I encourage you to check that out. I invited her back on the podcast to share with you all something she spoke on recently at a ladies event that I was helping out at. I wasn't attending, but I was helping out because I know it will bless you. It will minister to you. Before we get to the conversation, we have another five-star review that I would like to share with you. This is one that comes out of Australia, and it says, Excellent. I'm so happy, Greg, that you have embarked on this ministry to share the testimonies of the different folks, which gives us all hope and encouragement. Continue the great work. That was from Sister Sue Downs, who shared her story in episode 21 and has always been a great supporter of the podcast. In fact, she called me this past week to let me know that she enjoyed the latest episode. And thank you, Sister Downs, for taking the time to leave that great review. I really appreciate all your support. It does actually help. Uh, Believe it or not, it does help with discovering the show, the reviews. So, If you are yet to leave a rating or review, I want to encourage you to please do that. It does help the show and and helps people discover the podcast. And speaking of which, we had our first listeners out of Latvia. That was following our conversation with uh, Brother Dan McLeod because he served as a aimer over in Latvia and obviously is connected with some people over there. And they listened to the show for the first time. And we also had a listen or two out of Japan which is really cool to see because my wife has always loved Japan and Japanese culture. She even studied Japanese in high school. And it just continues to blow me away the places that this podcast has gone. It really is amazing, and I thank God for it. Continue to stay connected with us on our social sites and uh, on the Hacker website. But now we take care of that. Let's get to my conversation with Steph. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I have been harassed for the last few months since you were on on episode 14. And if you haven't heard Steph's story, she shares it there on episode 14. So if you want to hear that, go back to that. Today, we're just going to be talking about a topic, but I've had a number of people say, you got to have more of Steph on the podcast. So here you go, everybody. All of you have been asking. We've got her back. Yeah, well, it's good to be here, and um, yeah, it's been a while. I see I didn't make it into your top 20 or whatever that was, so <laughs> let's see if I make the next round. <laughs> Just joking. You Just made kidding. it in the top listen no. to... No. <laughs> you made it into the top listen to ones of 
2021, yeah, yeah. but you didn't make the cut in the uh, the 50th episode yes. one. Is that what you're talking it, about? Exactly, yes, but that's all right. It was a good episode. <laughs> I think it was mainly because of the audio quality. We were using one singular mic, and uh, I didn't really have much editing skills at that stage. All right. So now we've got two mics going. Keep digging. It's fine. <laughs> I'm halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. All good. Well, uh, today we're going to be talking a bit about um, wellness, health and wellness. I heard you the other day speaking at a ladies' event. I was privileged enough to be able to sit in on that, even though I'm not a lady, but I was helping out with the sound Privileged or <laughs> roped in? <laughs> well, I'm married to you, so I'm roped That's into true. that. That's true. That's true. But I heard you talking about this topic, and I thought it was really good, just the approach that you had. Uh, I know then it was specific to ladies, but today we'll be talking about it to a broader audience. But I thought just the, the angle that you came from when you're talking about health and wellness, not allowing it to only be about the physical, but about the spiritual man and, and different parts of, of what that entails, I thought it would be good to have you on the podcast just to talk about it. So if you wouldn't mind sharing a bit about your background and how you were able to a couple of years ago, you made a, an, a very effective lifestyle change. It was quite noticeable. It was after the birth of your second child, after your second pregnancy that went to full term. Would you mind sharing us with us a little bit about that and how you're able to make that change? Yes. Yeah, so as you mentioned, we have two daughters. That is correct. <laughs> um, Ava is five and Reagan will be turning three in May. So obviously getting pregnant, you put on lots of weight. Uh, generally, you're not as active as you normally were prior to pregnancy. I still ran throughout my pregnancies because I ran before, but not to the extent um, that I was. So put on some weight with Ava. Um, you also were diagnosed with gestational, gestational diabetes. diabetes. Correct. So you had yep. a battle of that as well. Correct. So I had gestational diabetes with both pregnancies. Apparently people of Middle Eastern heritage are predisposed to get it. Um, my mum was born in Iraq. So that kind of, I guess, came into, um, yeah, just getting gestational diabetes. And because of that, you have to watch your diet a lot more than mm -hmm other people going through pregnancy because if it reaches a certain limit um they recommend putting you on insulin oh, wow. you're doing pinpricks four times well once you're diagnosed with gestational diabetes you're doing pinpricks four times a day you're writing down the levels of the blood sugar in your blood the blood sugar levels in your blood and then every i think it was two or three weeks you're going into hospital into a clinic for yep. them to review those numbers if they're within normal limits, you're good. You can continue doing what you're doing. If they're, if you're not managing your diet well enough or the blood sugar levels um, well enough, then they will recommend putting you on insulin. Mm -hmm. So um, you become a high-risk pregnancy. You've got scans more often. You, yeah, it's just a lot more inconvenient. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Course, yeah. You're, you're already trying to fit in these appointments around work schedules and life um, to have to come in and do all this additional stuff. It's a lot more, um, yeah, so... Yeah, had that for both pregnancies. After Ava, um, I would say I lost some, most maybe of the weight in um, thinking back to pictures and stuff. Um, and then I got pregnant again with Reagan and put on some weight there as well and didn't really lose it after her. 
And it came to a point where I was looking in my closet and there was a very small amount of clothes that I could wear. I didn't feel good. <laughs> I didn't, And I can't say that I was like smashing fast food every day or re- making really, really bad food choices. In my mind anyway, it wasn't really, really bad food <laughs> choices. Um, but it was just little things here and there that kind of compounded. And yeah, one day it was that's enough. I can't even tell you what point it was. It was just, this is it. I'm, mm. I can't keep doing this. And so decided to get kind of back into running. For those listening, they know that, Greg, you run. <laughs> um, so kind of that inspired me a bit. And then I signed up for the Sweat app um, yep. from your phone. You sign up, it's an app. You work, you work out at home. Mm-hmm. So they have different programs on there, and I started doing that. Um, it's 30 minutes a day, three times a week, but you can do more than three. Um, yeah, so kind of started doing that and then saw some changes from that. What I remember is your diet was just incredible. Like you were very focused with your diet, very focused with – and not diet per se. It was it was actually like a lifestyle change. That's why, yeah. I, that's why I said it the way I did, that there was a lifestyle change you had – picked certain foods that you just did not eat or you know you're very specific with what you're eating for breakfast and lunch and and those sorts of things um yeah so it was very holistic it wasn't just like you hit the gym no no not I'm not a fan of gyms to be honest that smell of like air-conditioned rubber (laughs) freezing cold it's just not for me (laughs) to be honest yeah so uh, yeah, so I kind of cut out things that I knew made me feel really sluggish or that my body didn't really respond well to and kind of went really strict with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, that's just a bit of your background. Yes. So when we're talking about health and wellness, we're going to get into to the discussion here today. What are we talking about? Most of us would know what health is or what mm. it means to be healthy, but what is wellness? We hear this word. It's like a, it's a buzz term. It's flying around moment, everywhere. Yes. <laughs> What what is it, what do you actually mean when you're saying talking about wellness? Yeah, so uh, the definition I wrote down the definition of wellness is the act of practicing healthy habits on a daily basis to attain better physical and mental health outcomes. So um, practicing healthy habits daily um, okay. for those better so outcomes. Well, yeah. Yeah. So wellness is about practicing healthy habits on yep. a daily basis. And then that leads to the outcomes yeah, that you desire. exactly. Okay. So what is the first thing that we need to do if we want to start living a healthy lifestyle, which will lead to wellness? We saw there that the act of practicing healthy habits and doing this on a daily basis will lead to wellness. Yeah. So what are some things that we need to focus on? What's the first thing that we need to look at when we're trying to make these changes? Yeah, well, I think as Christians, we need to establish um, a really strong relationship with God and his words. So, you know, the Bible is the book of life. It will give you life, the principles in it, um, the direction that Jesus gave throughout his ministry. You know, our, our confidence is found in God. Mm. Because he loved us, we can love others. Our our confidence isn't found in a dress size or, or pants size or being loved by all or looking a certain way and until we can remind ourselves of that I think we will forever yo-yo mentally so when I'm healthy and feeling fit my self-worth my self-worth is through the roof 
um, when I've just had a baby and I'm maybe a bit bigger than I'm you know, used to, none of my clothes are really fitting well, my self-worth is non-existent and we can't live that way, it's, it's not possible. But establishing a strong relationship with God and his word and reading the word daily and realizing that our self-worth, our confidence is in God. It's, it's not in, those, in ourselves or how we look or how we feel. Any changes that, that you can commit to make, I think reminding ourselves that um, are not necessarily just for ourselves, but are so we can fulfill the call of God on our lives. That's, right. that's why we do everything, right? Yeah, yeah. I love that point mm. that, that the changes that we are making, and, and this is why and I love how you start there as well, which is one of the reasons that drug me into wanting to have you on the podcast to talk about this is not many times when we're talking about health and wellness, do we start with that relationship with God, because that, you know, just like in anything in life, our relationship with God should be our foundation. It should be that cornerstone. Right, right. And so even when we're making these health decisions, even when we're trying to live well, we need to remember that God is first. And I love that they say that any changes that I commit to make are for myself. And so I can fulfill the call that God has on my life. So thinking about that, yeah, these changes for me but not separating them so much that it's like here's, here's my health over here yep. here's my relationship with god over here yeah and we do that so many times Definitely. don't we when we separate things exactly yeah yeah i i try and like everyone some people i guess to involve god in everything and why should he be not involved in becoming more healthy and, and becoming well better mentally and yeah so i think it, it all it all combines together, and that's how God, I think, intended it to be, you know? Yeah. yeah. And if we have that healthy relationship with him, we're not going to yo-yo back and forth, like you said, you know, when when things are good or when we, we think we look good yeah. or we, you know, exactly. we all go through it. Us guys, we go yes, through it as well. definitely. <laughs> there are yeah. days where I look in the mirror and I'm just like, <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> but if we have that strong relationship with God as the foundation that will help us in any of these decisions that we make. Yeah. What do you think is the greatest threat to any change that we are trying to make when it comes to our health and wellness? Um, so I would say that it's probably the comfort zone of negative self-expectations. Hmm. So um, the comfort zone of negative self-expectations. Yeah, so I think we need to expect more from ourselves. The thought that we're not worth much means we don't expect much um, mm. from ourselves. I've, I've always failed, so this time I will also fail. I always start diets on Mondays, but by Thursday I'm eating chips from Frango's. <laughs> That's me. Guilty. <laughs> That's, uh, yep, last night, Wednesday. <laughs> um, you know, so because I've always failed, this, I'm going to fail again this time. Um, it's comfortable to reach for that chip packet late at night or that those Tim Tams or the chocolate, it's comfortable for me to blow off that gym workout in the morning or that's, that's a comfort zone for me. That negative self-expectation is a comfort zone. I'm used to it because I've done it so many times. Mm. So I think we need to surrender that to God, ask for his help. Um, number one, we need to ask for his help. And we also need to, within ourselves, reject that, that mindset of, just because I failed before does not mean I'm going to fail again. Right. I like to, you know, bring in Romans 12, 12 here. It says we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So we need to be constantly renewing and refreshing our minds. Comfort zones are zones that are comfortable because we've lived there for a while. 
We, we know what's going to happen there. We know what the trigger is. We know just how it feels. It's nice and cushy. It's all warm and, you know, snuggly. It's leading us down a destructive path. And so I think surrendering that to God, asking him for help, and then within yourself, um, rejecting that, that negative self-expectation. Yeah, because expectations are everything. Exactly. We talk about this in, when, we're, when we're talking about church. I know I reference it often that we have powerful moves of God at these great conferences because we enter into those conferences with an expectation that God is going to move. He's going to do something incredible. And then we might struggle on the uh, Wednesday night midweek service because we go into the midweek. It's like, oh, it's just Bible study. Right. And so we have low expectations. And of course that carries over when it, when it comes to this area, when it comes to health and wellness, that if we're going to continue to we'll set a goal, but then we've failed. And so we expect ourselves to fail. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Mm. We're going to fail. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and you're tying that to the fact that that's comfortable yeah. for some of us. That... Well, it is right. Which is why it continues to happen because mm-hmm. it, it's, yeah, it's, it's what we know. Yeah. Essentially. It's yeah. what our brain is telling us. <laughs> Done this before. This is how it's going to end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it is sometimes hard to, to break through that. I know for me in particular, uh, I run six days a week and people will, if they don't know me, they look at me and they're like, he runs six days a week. <laughs> and it's, it's definitely diet based. I, I struggle, you know, I'll set a goal. And then as you said, by Thursday, I'm struggling to, to maintain that. And, uh, yeah, I sort of expect myself not to do well. So maybe mm. I should change that. Maybe I should there you go. not be comfortable there. There you go. I think it's important for those of us who are Christians that we recognize the spiritual warfare aspect of our health as well. Um, we are made up of body, soul, and spirit, not just soul and spirit. And so I think it's important that we understand the spiritual aspect of what's taking place when we go on these yeah health journeys when we're trying to live well can you speak on that the 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 spiritual aspect of all this yeah well there's nothing that the devil wants more than to take us out right as as christians reaching this lost world there is nothing more that he wants than to take us out and you're probably wondering how does that actually apply to health and wellness (laughs) but you know we take we talk about how the devil is here to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, he's taking our families, our kids, husbands and wives. Um, we have powerful prayer meetings, you know, rebuking the devil, and but yet we're unhealthy and we haven't had a blood test in years or maybe ever. We have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and I don't mean to belittle what praying and rebuking and, and those kind of things accomplish, but... The devil is here to get you. It may look like a heart attack or a stroke or diabetes, but I'm sure there is nothing more that he wants than to kill us prematurely. Mm. And I think bringing in that spiritual aspect to it is the devil is here to take us out. And it may not be a spiritual attack, but it may be physical. It Mm. may be choices we're making that are ending our lives prematurely. Right. Um, you know, all the loving and giving and serving, all the people that only I can reach, only you can reach, the families that we have, leading them to Christ, you know, raising our kids, Ava and Reagan, in the ways of the Lord and the Bible, being kind, leaving a mark on this world with the gospel. 
we're, we're pretty much doing his work for him when we can't control our eating habits, when we're negligent with our lifestyle habits mm. and it causes us to die prematurely. Yeah, yeah there's that and, and it bleeds over into other areas of your life. You know, if, if we don't have these disciplines, uh, if we're struggling to live healthy, then that can affect our thought patterns, that can affect our intention. Uh, there's studies talking about attention span when it comes to diet and exercise and and then tie that back into the spiritual aspect of it, the spiritual world. If if we're not here, then we can't be engaged exactly. in spiritual warfare. Exactly. You know, if we're constantly struggling with our health, if we're in and out of hospital, then how readily or how easily can we engage in spiritual warfare and trying to overcome the enemy of this world. So you, you talked a little bit about uh, how these things can lead to premature death. Yeah. Uh, and, and in your talk, you talked about the top five leading causes of death for women in Australia. And it kind of blew my mind. Would you mind just sharing, sharing yeah. that here? Um, so in, I pulled out some studies. It was from the, I don't know the official department of statistics, but it was in 2018 the leading causes of death in women number one was dementia um so the causes were a combination of genetic lifestyle environmental factors that affect the brain over time less than one percent of the time alzheimer's is caused by specific genetic changes that wow. virtually guarantee a person will develop the disease yeah mind-blowing yeah that is number two was coronary coronary heart disease so the usual cause is the buildup of plaque uh this causes coronary arteries to narrow limiting blood flow to the heart causes of chd include smoking high blood pressure high cholesterol lack of regular exercise diabetes and thrombosis all of which we can control yeah we can control all of that all of those yep wow uh number three was cerebrovascular disease <laughs> there you go you're not an md so i am not i'm sorry that. so this refers to a group of conditions that affect uh blood flow and the blood vessels in the brain the main causes of this is another word atherosclerosis this occurs when high cholesterol levels together with with inflammation in the arteries of the brain cause cholesterol to build up as a thick waxy plaque that can narrow or block block blood flow in the arteries hmm. number three chronic pulmonary disease uh, this is a group of lung diseases main causes smoking so about 85 to 90 percent of these are caused by cigarette smoking um and then the fifth one was lung cancer. Approximately 80 to 90% of causes are from smoking. So these are the top five diseases, the leading causes of death in women. Mm-hmm. And they are all non-communicable, which means they can't be caught from someone else. Yeah. And they're not necessarily genetic either. Exactly. If any of those dementia, dementia yeah. has a very small percent that is actually genetic. Yeah. I mean, there, there are... Uh, yeah could hear people piping up that your genetics would cause you to be bent to suffer from some of these but as you said you can control them like for example in your family your uncle passed away from a massive heart attack yep. and he had what, what, what was it high cholesterol high cholesterol yeah and then your mom she got tested for that and she has a natural bent towards having high cholesterol so she manages it right from what or I know, that's, well, that's yeah. why she exercises as regularly yeah. as she does. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because before that, I mean, she would, she was 
seemed healthy, but yeah. she didn't really exercise. No, she not does really. Five or six days every week. Yep. Yep. Or sometimes seven days a week, putting me to shame. But <laughs> I rest on the Lord's day because that <laughs> is the Lord's, and apparently Sister Gina doesn't think that she needs to. <laughs> Rest on the list. She'll yeah. probably be listening to this while she's on a walk. Yeah. On one of her, oh, sorry, yes. run walk, her run. Yes. While she's out on her run, exactly. she, she'll then come back and tell me off. But All right, so this is my last question to you before we wrap this up. Uh, you talked about changing our mindset from just being healthy and well for ourselves to being fit for the kingdom. In this talk, you talked about that. Not, Not just healthy so that we feel good about ourselves Mm. or and 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 that's important obviously our our own self-worth is important and and how we feel is important and so on and so forth but there's another aspect to it and you call it fit for the kingdom why is that mindset shift so important why is it so important to take a a shift from this being about me and we talked about this a little bit with when we had uh, greg wilmot on the podcast and we were talking about that. We were talk- not necessarily fit for the kingdom, but we we're talking about the importance of being around, extending your life, you know, so yeah. that you can uh, encourage and strengthen others. But why is that mindset shift so important? Well, when we start to view being healthy as being fit for the kingdom, this is when our mentality will shift. I mm. think this is a kingdom call. Yeah. You know, um, one statistic that absolutely shocked me in looking up some of these previous 2018 statistics was suicide there are a range of things that can cause you know someone to take their own life and I'm not really going to go into that those specific causes because I can know I I know that can be a really heavy subject Um, Mm. but I wanted to share this that suicide was the leading cause of premature death in 2018 the median age for death by suicide was 43.5 this amounted to 109,525 years of potential life lost. Wow, potential life lost. Potential life lost, that's what they called it. I wonder how many years of potential life we are losing as the body of Christ worldwide because of some of our choices, health Hmm. choices, food choices, lifestyle choices. Yeah, because, I mean, if you look, COVID had such a huge impact on the church, and a lot of it had to do with, you know, some of it really had to do with the health choices mm. that caused it to impact the church in a, in a greater way, especially worldwide. I'm not talking necessarily about Australia, but worldwide, some of that had to do with health choices. Right. Yeah. And, and I know we've talked a lot about health, but, you know, looking at wellness, like we said at the beginning, the act of practicing healthy habits on a daily basis, instead of just surviving, we're thriving. You know, I love that. Instead of just surviving as as men and women we're thriving we have so much going on and yet here we are you know looking good on time most of us anyways we probably have three or four other events planned you know for this weekend for those with kids I'm assuming you know exactly where those kids are right now um for some of us with younger kids we probably fed them got them dressed brushed their hair planned dinner, packed their lunches. It's it's a huge thing, right? I don't, I mean, I don't know if I've ever done any of that. Well, but. okay, I'm speaking to women right now. <laughs> All you men can just 
we could tap out. out and come back in in a, in a minute or so. But you know, I, I would say we're we're surviving. There's mm-hmm. so much going on, yeah. but we're talking about actually thriving and. Um, healthy habits it's not just physical exercise or food healthy habits include screen time the words we speak to others um, to ourselves how we treat others how we work in the corporate world how we serve at church prayer all of these things these are daily things we do to maintain good health yeah and then you know I I did pose this question to to the ladies at that ladies day what does thriving look like to you Hmm. and you know if listeners yeah. yeah if listeners want to do this little exercise I'm I'm sure it looks different for everyone um but if you want to pull out your phone or if you've got a pen and paper if you're listening to this somewhere where you can write it down but what does thriving look like to you maybe it's a list of things you can change tomorrow exercise every day or get rid of that Netflix subscription or send the kids to your mother's once a week for a few hours <laughs> or maybe it's things that involve other people you know what does what does thriving look like to you and then let that be a list that you pray over and that you then work on hmm. that you can make changes towards to, to actually be thriving do you have one do you have a list yeah I well I have a list of things that I do daily I have mm-hmm. a folder on my phone that's daily and it's yeah it's the bible app it's uh here i can pull it out actually so it's got the bible app it's got a diary that sometimes when i pray in the mornings and i want to write something down i put it in there it's got strava so running i run every day generally most days anyway um and then two apps that i'm not currently using every day but i should be which is a language app and um yeah the sweat app uh, I'm doing that a bit more inconsistently this time around. But yeah, yes, I've got a folder on my phone. For me, that works better than a note, but it can look different. I, I also wanted to mention this week we've um, had the Pacific Australia, Pacific something netball competition. Yeah. And I've been blessed enough to have a week off work. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been going, I've gone to a few games. I a bit of a staycation yes a little staycation um, with the kids still at school so that's a whole new experience for me but I went to a game yesterday and it was Singapore versus Samoa and Samoa was absolutely slaughtering the Singaporean team oh man yeah it was a bit right because Singapore is like the fourth most listened to country for this podcast so oh I'm so sorry But we do have a number of Samoans in our church, so go Samoa. (laughs) I was was clapping when they both scored. (laughs) I was very neutral. Um, Anyway, so they were doing, that Samoan team was just, yeah, really, um, we're we're winning by quite a bit. Like the score was, there was about 20 or 30 points between them. Anyway, so we get to the third quarter, fourth quarter, and the Samoan team is well ahead. But Mm. this is what really stuck out to me. Their coach... They would get the ball and their coach would yell, do the work. Mm. Like she's screaming this pretty much from the sideline, do the work, do the work. It's like it would have been so much easier for them to just relax a little. They were going to win by 20, 30 points. But instead their coach was just reiterating, "This is we're not going to just walk. We're not going to, you know, take a back seat. No, do the work. Yeah. It requires you to do the work. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, it really stuck out to me. I was like, you know what, I'm going to write that down because I think that's a great reminder for us with everything we've spoken about today that 
yeah, it's hard at first. Um, it may not feel the best. It may take a few days or weeks or months to really see the benefit of those changes. But do the work because yeah. it will pay off in the in the long run. It will. It will. You will feel better. You will look better. Your your mind will be clearer. Yeah, I love that. Do yeah. the work. So good. Yeah. Yeah, and anything worth doing requires work. Exactly. Anything that in life that is really worth doing requires work. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Uh, we try to get you on here more regularly. I'm sure everyone who listened will be like, "Why don't you get her on more often?" <laughs> or why don't you just let her? Have, it's the no, Hacker no, podcast. No, no, you, no, no, thanks. It'll just be with Steph Hackathon and <laughs> Greg will take a backseat. No, but we thank you all for joining us today and thanks Steph for coming on and uh, hope you all are able to take what was shared today. Hopefully you can apply a bit of it to your life and make some changes. We, we all can. Every single one of us can make changes if we're out of balance in any way to continue to grow and do what God wants us to do. So we move from surviving to thriving.